Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us this week on the podcast. Jennifer Bartlett. Hi, guys. Robbie Croyle. Hello. And myself, Logan Daly. Coming at you with all the footnotey goodness. Everything you ever wanted to know about the book of 2nd and 3rd John, 1st John, all of that goodness. Talking about the spirit today. Just all sorts of stuff. Everything you want to know and probably a little bit more. <laughs> Maybe everything you didn't want to know. We'll just have to see. Speaking of things we didn't want to know, right oh, off the top, no. shortcomings. Rob, did you know that God is in the urinary analysis? <laughs> yep, I did that. I yeah, that's I'm going God is in UA. UA. <laughs> yeah. Universal adaptation, no. I don't know. No. Doesn't have to be about P. <laughs> urinary analytics. Mm, that was on me. Mm, the urinary an- analytics? Mm. No, not that part. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to clarify, Jen, you were running the stream. I was running the stream, and and you changed the name of the the stream to "God is in UA," not "God is in us." Yeah. Somehow, somehow it got flipped, and then you started it, and then you sent me a text message because I was out of town. I was gone, asking how I could fix it, and you're like, "We'll just do it after," and I'm like, "Dang it!" Yep. <laughs> Well, and it's stupid because I caught it and then I fixed it, but I did the same exact thing oh. and I didn't catch it the second time. That sounds like something I would do. Yeah. No catching it the second time. Yeah. <coughs> because you can't make you who makes that mistake the second two times in a row. Apparently you do. Apparently. That's mm, same set go. of fingers. It's all right. It's all right. Just keeping you humble. Keeping you humble. <laughs> and then and then the GoPro power went out. I heard about this. The mm-hmm. GoPro power went out halfway through service or Not, the last 20 minutes or Nah, it was at the end of communion. End of communion. All right. So that's not too bad. Yeah, because I didn't see the power cord because it was like next to the chair instead of right next to the other cord. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, this must be how we're doing it now. Something different. Something different. All right. We tried something new. We're going to go back to the old way. I like it much better. And then I don't know if you've watched the stream, but the jiggity jaggedy of me moving the camera in the back, that was delightful. The text messages that I was receiving were entertaining. <laughs> Rob's punking me. I know it. <laughs> Rob went too far out of frame to the right. I'm going to move the camera to the right. Moves camera to the right. Rob goes too far out of the frame to the left. I guess at one point he even acknowledged in his sermon that he was going out of frame. and just like, well, I'm out of frame on this one. And I didn't even hear it. I did catch that listening to it. But you were it was actually you were picture in picture at that point. So he was in frame. Gotcha. It might have been when I was trying to move, like the might have been. 
the remote was not working for me, so I had to push it like three times in order for it to move a little bit. A little tricky. Tricky business. Wasn't getting the angle right. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a, it's a hard life for our, our tech team. Yeah. I saved Anitra from here, and we have to swear, so we're oh, good. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Well done, Jen. Well done. Thanks. Bravo. All Thanks. right. Was I the only shortcoming? I, that? As far as I know. I mean, I wasn't here, so... I'm just working off of what, what Rob told me. <laughs> the frantic texts you were getting. <laughs> and those the, those were a slight giveaway of what we might talk about Dang it. as for our, <laughs> our abject failures for this week. It's all right. It's Note all right. Yourself, don't text Logan. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, that's a good option. Don't want to be a shortcoming? Don't point out your shortcoming. Don't, don't <laughs> let him know that. Never admit. Never admit to it. All right. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. We we seem to want to talk about our shortcomings in some ways. I, not not just us in the room, but I think in general, humankind will will slip on the ice and we'll be embarrassed and we'll we'll do a quick look around, make sure nobody saw us, and then we'll go tell somebody about it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's easier to talk about our failures and our successes. If I just lean into it and embrace it, then no one can make fun of me for it. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you talk too much about your successes, then you're bragging and you're a narcissist. That'd so. be terrible. Yeah. People might realize that you were one. All right. Let's talk some footnotey goodness here. Now, first thing in the sermon that you mentioned, Rob, that we would talk about, was sin leading to death. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So uh, just a couple of different commentary approaches to this this idea. Um, One commentator says, given the use of life for eternal life and death for its opposite in the epistle— a sin unto death would seem to be a sin leading one away from eternal life. And in particular, this this author saying that uh, the sin leading to death is someone who is rejecting Christ. Okay. Um, yeah, I find that one. I, f- I find that viewpoint interesting because I've seen people reject Christ for a long time only to turn to Christ and become a Christ follower. So I don't, I don't know if I really buy into that idea. Um, seems um, like why would you not pray for that person if they're rejecting Christ? Um, that seems off to me. Um, David Stern. Yeah. yeah, that seems, it seems a little odd. Um, I mean, logically, if if Christ died for our sins, then all of them, then the only the only way you could miss the mark, the only thing you could do to screw that up, really, is to reject Christ. So I I, I can see how you could land there, but when you work in this like yeah don't pray for them, that yeah. seems that seems odd. Mm-hmm. Yep, that seems odd to me. Yeah. Uh, David Stern, he's a Messianic Jewish commentator. Um, He says this, uh, Judaism distinguishes between unconscious sins, 
for which sacrifices atone, and deliberate high-handed sin for which only death atones. Mm. Um, so that's taken a little more of a, like, hey, this author's Jewish, mm-hmm. and and therefore he may be talking about, you know, the Old Testament. Mm. Um, what what I find interesting is. If you look in Deuteronomy 21, verses 22 and 23, it says, If a man has committed a sin worthy of death, and he is, and he is put to death, and you hang him on a tree, his corpse shall not hang on it all night on the tree, but you shall surely bury him on the same day. For he who is hanged on the... Who, he, yeah, easy for me to say. For he who is hanged is accursed of God, so that you do, do not defile your land which Lord your God gives you as an inheritance. Hmm. So in Deuteronomy, there's this idea that there's um, there are sins worthy of death. Uh, we know that um, uh, committing adultery at that time uh, was worthy of death. Um, just before this verse, it talks about a, a son that uh, rejects his parents um, that being a sin that's worthy unto death. And so I, I think this is more in line with what um, what I believe John's talking about, that that if someone is in, in complete rebellion, uh, sometimes you, you just have to back off and, and let that play out. Hmm. And, okay. if, and if God deals with them and, and, God take, and God takes them home, God deals with them, God takes them home, if... If he doesn't, and they come to their senses, you know that's that's God's deal, not not necessarily yours. Interesting. Uh, this is also written during a time where where the Jews didn't have the the authority to um, to carry out judgment. Sure. That, that was a Roman thing. Mm. Yeah, the Jews couldn't actually put anybody to death. Right. That's why they had to go to Pilate to get crucified or get Jesus crucified, right? So if someone commits a sin unto death, you know, something that deserves death according to the Mosaic law, but they don't have the authority to carry that out from from a nationality standpoint, from a Jewish nationality standpoint, then... Uh, that might be why John is saying, "Hey, don't don't pray for that person. Let God deal with that." Mm. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. I know when it comes to um, as in Moscow, we we worked with uh, quite a few people that needed treatment. And when um, we'd actually pray for people to get caught, like if we knew that someone was using, uh, like a family would come to us and say, I'm really concerned about my adult son, he's using, um, but he he won't come to his senses, you know, he's not listening to us. We would say at that point, well, pray that he gets caught, pray that this person gets caught, and we could deal with yeah, you know, once sure. once they're in the court system, now we've got some leverage to kind of help them get to treatment. 
Right. Because because natural consequences is starting to take over. Sure. Makes sense. Good old natural consequences. Fun stuff. Gotta love them. Fun stuff. All right. Except for when it's for me. I was going to say a parent's best friend, natural consequences. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let consequences be the bad guy. All right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's uh, let's just take a moment here, and let's talk just briefly. Let's uh, let's just you know dabble in uh, the second and third letters of John, because we were originally we we're like let's throw this in the sermon series, and then Rob was like let's not, because I got enough to talk about. Let's put it in footnotes. Mm. So here we are, footnotes. Yeah. So second John, third John, they they go hand in hand with with first John it's almost like how do you how do you live this out like uh, it's like first John applied it's first John applied yeah all right okay okay so second John it's it's uh, written from the elder to the chosen lady and her children uh, most commentators believe the chosen lady to be a church and the children are the church goers oh oh and then third John is written from the elder to the beloved Gaius. Okay. And so um, different perspectives. Okay. At the corporate level, what's our responsibility? And then third John, at the individual level, what's my responsibility? Mm. Interesting. Second John, uh, both these, well, both of these kind of have a, a beginning and an ending. Uh, you know, um, whom I love in truth, um, you know, grace and mercy and peace be with, will be with us from God the Father. I and mean, there's just some, some open, like, complimentary, you know, you're doing a good job. Um, I was glad to find some of your children walking in truth, he says in Second uh, John. Um, Beloved, you're acting faithfully in whatever you accomplish for the brethren, he says to Gaius okay. in Third John. So um, just some, <clears throat> some opening remarks, um, some niceties, you know, as it were. Sure. Uh, you know, and letters, you know, have a tendency to take on that form uh, or the text messaging of, d- of today. Some pleasant chit-chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, you know, oftentimes, sometimes an email, you'll see a little more of that. Hey, I hope you're doing good. Uh, hope life's going well. Um, keep going. Good job. Rah, rah, rah. Uh, you'll see that more in a text, in an email versus a text message. Okay. In, yeah, that's true. In, in modern communication. Uh, Second John, um, much of the content found in Second John is actually a repeat right out First John. Um, so common themes. Uh, but starting in verse eight of First John, uh, he says, "As watch yourselves that you do not lose what we have accomplished, but that you may receive a full reward." Uh, then again, this is at the corporate level. This Anyone who in, goes too far, first, first John, second John one, second John first chapter. Yeah, 
Okay. Second John, only chapter. Yeah, okay. You said first John. Oh, did I say first yeah. John? Excellent job. I was confused. Second John, chapter one, verse eight, watch yourselves that you do not lose what you have accomplished, but that you may receive a full re- reward. Anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ uh, does not have God. The one who abides in the teaching, he has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house and do not give him greeting for the one who gives him a greeting, participates in his evil deeds. So this message in particular in Second John, from John, um, is that as a church, you need to be careful about who you allow to teach within your halls. Okay. The church has a responsibility to... Uh, make sure that anybody teaching is teaching sound doctrine. Third John, again, is written at the individual level to to Gaius, and um, he start Third John, uh, chapter one, verse nine. He says, "I wrote something to the church, but." Uh, Diotrephes, who loves to be first among them, does not accept what we say. For this reason, if I come, I will call attention to his deeds, which he does, unjustly accusing us with wicked words, and not satisfied with this, he himself does not receive the brethren either, and he forbids those who desire to do so and puts some of them out of the church. So he's saying, at the corporate level, I'm going to deal with that Gaius. I'm going to deal with this false teacher that is teaching within the church. Okay. Um, Then he says, to Gaius, this is the individual responsibility, beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Uh, He's saying you can look at this man, you can see his actions, Mm -hmm. and you can tell by his actions that he's doing evil. Hmm. The one who does good is of God. The one who does evil has not seen God. Demetrius has received a good testimony from everyone and from the truth itself, and we add our testimony, and you know that our testimony is true. And so um, Gaius is is going to be encouraged in this letter to uh, to faithfully receive people, um, to be hospitable to to those that the church has said, hey, this is a trust, trustworthy teacher, mm-hmm. um, you know, we are to show hospitality to one another. But so at the individual level, we have the responsibility to, to be hospitable. At the corporate level, the church, the leadership has responsibility to uh, determine if a person should be teaching the congregation, should be leading, should be speaking authoritatively from the scriptures. Gotcha. And so that is just real quick overview of these two short letters. Very nice. Super dope. Super dope. All right. Let us converse about the spirit. Glory. (laughs) Can I get an hallelujah? All right. Now this is a this is a fun little fun little topic here a little bit. Uh, so 
I have heard, I have heard it said uh, from a couple of different places. Uh, the spirit being referenced as a she, hmm. not just in the uh, the shack uh, or other some or other uh, some such other heretical nonsense. I don't I don't actually think that the shack is heretical. Uh, I was just being silly, <laughs> but uh, uh, I've heard this mentioned, and so we thought that we would we thought that we would. Have a little have a little chit chat about this about the spirit and how it's presented. Uh, and this will probably bleed into our other topic a little bit uh, of the spirit in the Old Testament here, but uh, of how the spirit is presented. Have you have you heard this before, Jen? Mm-mm. You've never heard this before. No. All right. I mean, I read the Shack, saw the movie. Sure, so, sure. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, it means you got it there. But uh, God was also a woman in that too. So. That's yeah. They they did like to. They were they were messing with our our preconceived notions there. Although Octavia can do nothing wrong, so. <laughs> wait, wait, who? The actress who played God in that movie, oh, Octavia I, Spencer. I didn't actually see it. Spencer, yeah, I she's she fantastic. Can do no wrong, huh? No, she's okay. great. All right, there you go. <clears throat> so I think uh, I believe. I believe one of the places that I heard this talked about was a an author named Brad Jersick. Mm. I, I think he he mentioned this in one of his books uh, that a lot of times in the in in some uh, I believe it was the Proverbs maybe I'm I'm digging into the past recesses of my mind. Uh, I believe it was Proverbs, but uh, in certain areas in the scripture. It's uh, the spirit is characterized in a motherly manner, mm. giving it that. Yeah. Uh, so that's and, and within some, uh, I don't want to characterize it. I, I'm going to say progressive, but it's not really progressive. Um, in some newer uh, offshoots of the evangelical church. Um, that I'm aware of, there's been a push to refer to the spirit in that manner, which is where I kind of got a little curious about it. Mm-hmm. So that's about that's about all I know at this point. Me uh, on the on the subject, but Rob, you got anything on that one? Well. A little wee, a little uh, a, a wee bit of a wee bit of insight. Yeah, just um, just a couple things to consider. So, um, so for one, um, spirit in the Greek in the New Testament, okay, the word for spirit pneuma is gender neutral. Okay, All right. um, but. Different for uh, different when the spirit is um, identified or talked about, um, like as a counselor, um, which is a paracletos, um, and as a helper, um, those words are typically masculine. Okay. Um, but the the 
Ruach, which is the Hebrew, and Hebrew is actually feminine. Okay, Hmm. and that's the first. uh, That's back in uh, first mention. That's in Genesis. Uh, The Ruach Merahephet hovered over the waters. Correct. Yep. So that'd be Genesis one. Yeah, right at the beginning. Well done, Jen. Uh, Nailed it. I'm going to get a gold star and a donut later. (laughs) (laughs) Where are the donuts? I don't know. I want a donut. (laughs) Can I sidebar us super fast? Absolutely. Shelby does a great job putting cute signs in our office. Okay. And every once in a while, she changes them out. Okay. And the last one says, don't let doubt, fear, or something else ruin your hope peace and joy or so that's sure the gist of it yeah and i walked by and i was like don't let your donut what <laughs> and i was like now i want a donut so uh the next sign is um if you're feeling like you're empty inside check to see if there's a donut and if it, there's not fix that immediately <laughs> So now there's a donut sign because I was... Because you you misread the sign. Because I misread the sign. And, I mean, after I misread the sign, I went and got us all donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So. The impulse. The impulse there with an actual donut sign Mm -hmm. is strong. That's That's a brilliant move. Yeah. To put that sign up in your office if you got a boss that's be like, hey, we need donuts. Uh, y- Which you're that you're that boss. Yeah. yeah, I had to put myself in timeout today because I was like, "Hey guys, did you hear about this?" And they're like, "Jen, we're trying to work." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> I'll go back to work too." Put myself in timeout. <laughs> Hi, Rob, the board member. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> board member, uh, senior pastor. I mean, all in one. I mean, he does look pretty <laughs> bored. <laughs> so anyway, uh, off t- of the donuts and back to the spirit. We took a sidebar, and I'm not sure. Off of the jelly filled, back to the spirit filled. Oh man, I'm bringing donuts <laughs> to care group tonight. Oh man, and salmon. So it's good. <laughs> donuts and salmon. I don't know how I feel about that. You don't have to eat them at the same time. Okay, good. All right. Anyway, pronouns. God's pronouns, <laughs> the spirit's pronouns, he, she, or it. Uh, so right, right now, as we're sitting, we've got a gender neutral for Numa, but Paraclete was it Paracletos? Yes, uh, which was instructor, masculine. Yep, counselor, counselor, uh, masculine, masculine over there, and then Hebrew, old Old Testament here, ruach, feminine. Yep. Well, way to remember that clarifies everything. It's almost like the Holy Spirit is mystery. I mean, I was gonna land there, but (laughs) way to steal the thunder. (laughs) Well played, well played. (laughs) It's almost, man, it's almost like it's a, it's a divine, divine uh, being that is uh, doesn't fit into our neat, nice little boxes. Weird. Oof. Yeah, and maybe we don't have the language to fully communicate mm-hmm. everything about the Holy Spirit. 
That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, Patrick. <laughs> <clears throat> Although, you know, just, just from a from a comedic sort of uh, uh, standpoint here, it works really nice to have God the Father, God the Son, and then the Spirit kind of takes the mama bear role there. Like, just, you know... Mm-hmm. Kind of, it kind of works in my mind a little bit, but you know, do with that what you will. Yeah, and and we we are all image bearers, male and female, and that's something that that the Holy Spirit, God, through the Holy Spirit, wanted us to understand. Yep, and so. Um, And, and and again, these languages and 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 I'm not an expert in language. I'm not sure why uh, rock is a, is a feminine name. And and I you know I you know in different cultures, um, I always found it really interesting what were masculine nouns and feminine nouns. You know, like uh, pistola is a, is a feminine noun mm-hmm. in in Spanish. Yep, and uh, and the word for skirt in Spanish, I don't remember what it is, but it's a it's a masculine noun, <laughs> you know. And I think I think the women were going, "Oh, look, homebridge has got a pistola," you know, and she she was one that paid attention, and she was one that actually <laughs> named a pistol, you know. <laughs> and the man was like, "Oh, look, uh, senorita, she's wearing a, a skirt," you know. She was the one that, he's the one that cared. Um, that that's my theory on that. <laughs> It's so great. It's uh, not a bad theory. Uh, I mean, it's probably not right, but it's not a bad theory. So, how does the Holy Spirit, you know, is it, is it was it the first person to actually say that say that word? And they're like, okay, that's a feminine word. You know, here we go. Sure. You know, yeah. it, how how did that happen? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know enough about languages that to really. Mm. If you if you have an answer for us, let us know. But I don't I don't know if we could just like. Obviously, there's nothing solid to tie here because there's, you know, this is what I would say. The Holy Spirit has the characteristics of a person, Mm. which is why we don't go with it. Sure. Um, Okay. You know, um, a person has the capacity to reason. There's a morality to them. There's a consciousness. They they make decisions, mm-hmm. and um, so the Holy Spirit has these elements of what it means to be a person. Throughout the scriptures, we we see these elements, and so um, that's why we we could definitely say the Holy Spirit's not an it they think they reason they sure. communicate they have self-will uh all these things so mm-hmm. cool that makes sense cool 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 speaking of that holy spirit showing up let's talk about those times in the old testament when it pops into uh pops into play comes into it comes into the story Makes an appearance. Come on through. All right. So you and this was a this was a little maybe maybe a shortcoming, because uh, you did say 
No, I'm pretty sure I worded it pretty well. But go ahead. I, 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 and granted, I only, I only listened to this once, so we'd have to go back and check the tape. But I think, I think you said we have more people in this room with the spirit than at than, the time of. Oh, uh, you said the time of David. I certainly did. All right, you're fine then. I Carry did. on. Carry on. Uh, what did you think he said? Oh, I thought he said in the Old Testament, like it, then at any one point in the Old Testament. But that that's not he said in the time of David. Yeah. So I knew mm. there were times where there were multiple people that had the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um but Well played, Rob. Well played. <laughs> so in Numbers eleven, um in Numbers eleven, uh Moses is told to uh, identify, to set apart 70 elders, and those 70 elders, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they and they prophesied. But it was a very limited time. It's, yeah. If you read the story, it's very obvious that the, the Spirit came upon them, and then they were done with the Holy Spirit. It was yeah. a, a very limited thing. Um, and this was just so that he could, because Moses couldn't bear it. Right. Himself, because this is the the people are grumbling over not having meat. Right, and he was making all the decisions. Yeah, and so then then it comes down on the seventy because he couldn't bear it. But the Holy Spirit came really as a witness that these people were selected. But you, again, in reading the story, you get the sense that the Holy Spirit left these seventy, and then and then he entered two additional people. In uh, that part of the story is really kind of fascinating. I'm not sure what to do with that, but this, but 72 kind of, um, that's that's a number that you would expect for the for the 12 tribes. So, uh, yeah, it, I was well when you first said 70, I went uh, did a little Hebrew numerology there. Right, seven yep. is complete, yep. and 10 usually means community. Yep. Uh, so you've got a complete community number with 70, with it being in 70 elders. But 72 is a more typical... <laughs> Jen's, Jen's going all mind-blown over there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> yes, and Genesis 1-2, the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the water. Um, uh-huh. Exodus 31, the Spirit of God filled the craftsmen with wisdom, with understanding and knowledge. These are the craftsmen that, that built the tabernacle. Okay. Uh, we already talked about Numbers 11 with, this, with the 70. Um, the Holy Spirit comes upon Balaam and gives him a prophet's blessing. Uh, Numbers 27, the Spirit was on Joshua, who replaces Moses. Um, and then in the book of Judges, there's a number of times the Holy Spirit shows up. First uh, Samuel, uh, the Lord came upon Saul mightily, and he prophesied. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Saul a second time in, in uh, 1 Samuel 11. And then uh, he came upon David and departed Saul. Uh, in fact, David... Praise, uh, don't let your spirit depart from me. 
uh, Spirit was on Isaiah, um, Ezekiel, is a couple of times with Ezekiel. Um, and and then a, a couple of different kings, but again, by and large, it's a rarity in the Old Testament to see the Holy Spirit actually inside of a person. Hmm. And that's one individual entire planet. Most of the time, yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time. And and my reason for bringing that up is just to think about what in the world is possible. Mm-hmm. What is possible if we would allow the Holy Spirit to have first place in our lives? Like what, you know, and, and, and the book of Acts, we, we, we see, we have a little bit of insight into what that looks like. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that is an interesting thought because, you know, you think of, well, all the cool miracles happen in the Old Testament. I mean, there's some cool ones in New Testament with Jesus, obviously, and there's some pretty dope ones in Acts. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when I think cool miracles, I'm thinking like Elijah calling down fire, yeah. or you know Moses parting the Red Sea, the donkey talking. That one's not on my top ten. Gonna be honest, I, I that's that I I never <laughs> remember that story, but you know. That could be on your list. It's 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 cool too. That's okay. I just always forget about that story, which is weird because it's got a donkey. It's got a talking donkey. But which, uh <laughs> I always picture Eddie Murphy. We were making waffles. Yeah. Uh so that's in your top ten, Jen. Balaam. Yeah, I mean as you were listing off the times that the Holy Spirit was present, I was like, was it the Holy Spirit that caused the donkey to speak? Balaam's donkey, as mm-hmm. voiced by Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. Mm-hmm. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I I think of the Old Testament. That's that's the ones that are always the the kind of big, cool, super dope. Mm-hmm. You know, fire and brimstone. But then you think about well, we've all got that running through our veins. At this point. We should be seeing some cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe we do. I don't know. But that is a that is a very good point, Rob. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. We needed some Holy Spirit working in our lives. Little uh yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, in the spirit of brevity. <laughs> probably wrap her up right there this is a been a fun little don't 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 eye roll me that was a great segue jen that was a great segue brilliant i'm still laughing even though i'm (laughs) eye rolling so uh all right well this is the last one of the john series yeah god is we are moving you know what we're gonna take a break next we should stop yeah we'll just we'll just stop and we'll do a little Sabbath. Yeah. Oh, man. So good. So good. The arrow right. hurt on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you did kind of hit your head into your microphone there. Yeah. But uh, nevertheless, 
Super dope. We'll leave her at that. (laughs) Keep running, Mike. You're doing great. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.